When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is the match review. Newcastle have lost again. 2-1 defeat to Leeds United now means it's 11 games in all competitions without a win. We'll hear from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, and our footballer to Mark Douglas on the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Hello, Andrew Musgrove here. And yes, Newcastle have been defeated again. And it is, as I mentioned in the introduction, 11 games without a win in all competitions. They fell 2-1 to Leeds at St. James's Park. And there was an improvement in the performance in the second half. But the cold fact remains that Newcastle just cannot seem to win at the moment. That's no win in nine games in the Premier League. They've played two more games than the teams below them, Fulham and Brighton. And those two meet tomorrow. And if there's a winner out of them, you know, it's going to be it's going to be bad for Newcastle, isn't it? As we mentioned there, there was an improved performance in the second half. But the first half was much of the same as we've come to expect from Newcastle in recent months. They were dominated by a lead side who hadn't won this calendar year. They'd lost their last three games. They hadn't scored in the Premier League in 2021. And they came into this game kind of needing a win and yet they started the first half they dominated the first half like this bad run of form had never been uh, upon their shoulders and really Newcastle were fortunate not to be going into the break more than one goal down however they did do and it came uh, from Rafina, some bad defending they were hit on the counter-attack it was Gifted again. Steve Bruce said it in his uh, post-match press conference that they gifted the goal. How many times have we heard Steve Bruce talk about gifting the goal or his players giving the ball away? This time, Jacob Murphy guilty and Leeds hit Newcastle on the counter and Rafinha put the ball away. Um, the second half, it was like a, a Jekyll and Hyde performance. Newcastle were much better. It's the fight and passion that's been lacking over the past few months that we saw there. And Miggy Almeon got the goal that put them level. But just three moments later, Jack Harrison got the goal that won Leeds the game and it was far too easy for the Leeds United winger. He was afforded time and space as he drifted up the right, which had just been open throughout the game. Isaac Hayden playing in that three-man defence. There was so much time and space throughout the game for anybody that wanted to go up the Newcastle right. And Harrison did. He took the touch and it was a lovely finish in off the post but just afforded too much time and Steve Bruce keeps talking about the basics well this is the basics that his side really do need to get right sooner rather than later and in truth Newcastle were probably the better side in that second half the introduction of Alan St Maxwell made the difference but it didn't make a big enough of a difference Newcastle lost and that's the important thing isn't it Newcastle have lost again and really the pressure doesn't go away because all uh, for all Steve Bruce talks about positives it's points they need at this stage of the season and what stood out for me and we'll, I mentioned this later in the chat with Lee is that after wins against Everton back in November and then Crystal Palace and then the draw against Liverpool they were all positive performances and everyone said you know this is the foundation everyone talked about the positivity out of these games and for me what didn't come out of them 
was building on that foundation. And we're here again. We're here again where there's been some positives. Yes, they lost, but you can kind of share a little bit of sentiment with see Bruce Wade's coming from. There were positives with Alan St. Maximum on one wing and Ryan Fraser on the other. But Steve Bruce, he can't keep saying that and not getting the results. What we need to see against Everton is them to go out and get a win. And then the games that follow, go out and get a win. Build on these positives because the words at the moment are just, they're just fruitless. They're not providing what Newcastle need and that is three points. And we don't want to be sat here after the Everton game seeing the Magpies get thumbed or back here in two or three weeks when Newcastle could be even bigger trouble when it comes to this survival fight. We need to see Newcastle build on those positives. They didn't after the Everton game. They didn't after the Crystal Palace game. They didn't after the Liverpool game. And we really do need to see a change in that. Be interesting to see the impact Graham Jones has amongst other things. But once again, as I said, the cold facts are Newcastle are without a win in 11 games. They're still struggling to score goals. They did score tonight. Good bit of work, which uh, ended up with Miggy putting it in the back of the net. But it's all about points. And all the positives seen tonight won't matter one little bit if Fulham or Brighton win tomorrow and then Newcastle get thumped off Everton. You know, this game will just fall into the background and the pressure on Steve Bruce will ramp up even further, especially if the teams below Newcastle stop breathing further down the Magpies' necks. I said we were going to hear from Lee Ryder and that's what we're going to do now. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Andrew Musgrove here, joined by Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder. He's just come out of the press conference with Steve Bruce. Newcastle lost again, Lee, 2-1. Leeds United, you were up there at St James's Park. A much improved second half to what was a dire first half. Just some of your thoughts about what you witnessed tonight. Yeah, I mean, second half, you know, much better. Um, I said in my match report that they couldn't be much worse in recent weeks. So it was, you know, it was a, it was, it was easy on the eye because we haven't seen that for a while. But when I looked at the stats and realised that I had twenty-two. Attempts at goal. This game in isolation, yeah, they, they were a little bit unlucky. Um, it's it's all right, you know, criticising them when they're bad, but you have to give them a bit of credit when when they do okay, and they've done okay in the second half. Now, I can't get too carried away because the final outcome is still zero points, and they're still very much uh, in and around the relegation area. So, hopefully, it's a small step in the right direction, but. The, the next away games at Everton and um, not many people like the look of that one. Mm. What was Steve Bruce like in the press conference? I mean, a lot of people would have seen your, your tweets and his comments. He, he maybe, did he come across a bit positive after what he'd witnessed in the second half? Yeah, he took he took questions from the media, the written media, um, which a lot has been made about that going into the game, but he, he answered questions. He answered questions from, from myself and um, other organisations so there was no big drama on that score it was all business as usual um, but I think basically the big line that he, he kept repeating was he hasn't been able to play his best 11 um, so read into that what you will there's no doubt about it though St Maximan and Fraser make Newcastle a better team Wilson come alive again tonight I thought um, obviously didn't score but got an assist and was in and around things and uh, looked much better. We said after the beat Everton and then the beat Crystal Palace, which was arguably two decent performances this season, that 
we needed to see Newcastle build on it, and it didn't really happen. For all the positives out of tonight's second half performance, as you said, you know, they're still lost. It's two points out of the last 27. Big game tomorrow down the bottom of the table between Brighton and Fulham. You know, Newcastle need to start picking up points. And for all, Steve Bruce will be positive about what he saw in the final 45. He needs to make sure that against Everton in the games coming up, that they do build on this performance. And we're not back here in a week, two weeks' time saying, well, you know, we're staring relegation right in the face because Newcastle haven't built on the positives. Yeah, I mean, my, my big concern with uh, other results is, as I think I've said it a few times, is that Newcastle aren't going to stay up on 19 points. So it doesn't matter what other teams do, eventually you will get sucked in if you rely on other teams. So they have to they have to do their side of the bargain. Um, they've got a couple of home games coming up after Evan. For me, the, the need to take four or five points out the next three games to to stave off that that threat, that immediate threat of the drop. But I think really Steve Bruce, he he will feel better today. He won't feel 100% better, but he'll feel a little bit better because his team actually put on a performance in the second half and didn't look like a team who weren't playing for the manager. So it's a, it's a tough, it's turning into a tough season for Newcastle. The, it's it's obviously coming out now from around the, the you know the four walls of Newcastle that the remit is simply to stay up, um, regardless of the shock and run they're on. It looks like they, they're going to be sticking with Steve Bruce, whether people like it or not. Um, they're bringing Graham Jones in as coach. Ben Dawson's staying around the scene until the end of the season, so that seems to be the plan until May, and then we'll see where they are after that. But they, they need to improve. There's no doubt about it. Silence and Maxman came on in the second half and he played alongside Fraser, which is what, you know, uh, Steve Bruce has said he wanted to do. And, it, you know, the created chances at Maxman was arguably the difference. Um, but, it, I mean, you're relying on him, aren't you, really? I mean, that's what Steve Bruce is pinning the hopes on, that those two can stay fit. Yeah, I mean, the, the danger with that is that St. Maxman wasn't, um, wasn't consistent before he went on the COVID list. He'd had a couple of bad games um, after that Burnley game and didn't look convincing. So I just think really you can't pin it all down to one player. But you know when he when he's in that type of form tonight, I think the crowd would have loved that tonight. I mean maybe with the crowd there, that might have just been that extra little factor that would have got Newcastle a point there tonight and stopped the rot. Um, delightful play when he made that run and then laid it off to Jamal Lewis and he's hit the bar. Maybe he just felt the wrong guy, unfortunately, because he's not renowned as a goal scorer. And um, he, he, he did a couple of other good things that we haven't seen. And really, <clears throat> you just hope that he can continue it. <coughs> was, so I mean, there was a bit more fight in the second half. We saw for the goal, you know, Isaac Hayden sliding in, really good, tough challenge, which eventually led to to Miggy putting it away and players just seem to have a bit more passion in the in the second half to what we saw in the first half was that down to what do you think that was down is Steve Bruce at half time so the introduction of St Maximum changing the game what do you put that down to well you know what it can be like in football what one little incident or one little moment can just suddenly change everyone's mindset and you know when Newcastle got back into the game and, and scored through Almiron and it was at 
actually we're not that bad. We can we can score goals. So it just gave them that bit of confidence again. Sadly, you know, the, the joy only lasted four minutes. It was an awful equaliser, really. Gifted, gifted leads the goal. They had loads of space on that side of the pitch. And um that that was the disappointing part. But apart from that in the second half, it was all Newcastle and uh sharper finishing. You know, you, you you come across a different goalkeeper and it's a different game all altogether. But at the end of the day, you know, the um they'll go into the next game and you know, they'll have that confidence. You know, I kind of feel like uh, when the game ended, it was seen as positive. In many ways, it feels like <laughs> we're talking a bit like a win, but the reality is Newcastle have lost. You know, yes, much improved performance, but, you know, if the result goes the wrong way tomorrow and Fulham win, they're going to be dragged right into it. And they really do need to get something from Everton, don't they? And just make sure that they can build on what is a decent platform that we've seen tonight in this second half. Yeah, and to be honest, doesn't matter if they're playing Everton away, Manchester United away, they're all going to be hard games now. And I think for Steve Bruce, um, you know, he's, he can't pick the games. And even if he could pick the games, they've had Sheffield United now who are bottom and they couldn't beat them. So it doesn't matter who they get. They've got to turn up with a performance like tonight in the second half. They've got to hope that the other team doesn't fancy it. Because let's be honest, Leeds, Leeds for the last 20 minutes... We're back, back to the wall, and uh, even Bielsa was complimentary about Newcastle in his press conference. Said they were a very good team. So, I mean, it's easy to say when you've just won. You know what I mean? It's easy to say when you've just completed the double over a team. But just little, little bits of positivity, and hopefully they can piece them all together and, and get a result. But they're not gonna, they're not gonna stay up unless they have a positive mindset. And while there's negativity. Outside the four walls, they've got to remain positive and hopefully uh, they can, you know, complete the job. Of what is, well, the job has now turned into just simply staying up. At one point, it was talking about getting the top 10. Don't think they're going to do that now. But uh, if they can stay up in these awful times, it's at least something to to sort of uh, to, to look forward to the next season that they would still be a Premier League team. Hmm. I mean, Scott Ainsley there on Facebook, it's blunt, but it's simple and effective. A good 45 minutes means nothing. And he is right because if they fall to Everton, then it does it. Then it is literally just a good 45 minutes in the, you know, the scheme of what has been a pretty poor season. Yeah. Well, I said that at the start, I said they got zero points from it. So I agree with them. Uh, it's one of them where you get the, you get these comments on Twitter and Facebook. And at the end of the day, you're thinking exactly the same thing. Because or you wrote in your match report, so um, it does mean nothing. I said that you know it's it's one of them where for Steve Bruce, he as I say he will feel better tonight, but it, you know it, it isn't the be all and end all. They've still got to get a win on the board, and and then they'd see where they go from there. But I still think they need a couple of players in on loan um, just to lift things a bit, give them something going forward, and really there's a few players that. You know, need to leave the club, clear the wage bill, find new, new uh, clubs elsewhere, and then they can go from there. Can you see any arrivals coming in in the next couple of weeks? You know, we we, we know that they could do with some, but is there a reality that they could actually get some? 
well, you know, they've only got five days, five or six days left to get business done. I think, you know, they've, they've expressed interest in one or two Premier League players who are available for loan. Um, Brandon Williams being one of them. Um, you know, Shalbury from, from Leicester as well is one. But they have to get players out the door and get people off the wage bill. Uh, I, I did see one outrageous report saying Lazar was possibly going to AC Milan. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but it does show that his agent is trying to drum up interest and, and trying to get him a move to Italy, which which he desperately needs. So whether it's AC Milan or not, we'll wait and see. But they just need to get people off the, off the wage bill, people who aren't going to be uh, registered in the squad, and, and then they, they've got to go from there. Just a couple more questions and leave before we let you get off. We mentioned there how the first half was vastly different to the second half. But why was the first half so poor, do you think? And there was a mass improvement in the second half. Is that solely down to the introduction of maybe Alan at maximum? Or do you think you know there's something else going on there? No, I just think that I said before the game that they were going to turn the corner in some way and I think they have turned the corner in in the way that they found a good performance. Uh, it was much better than Aston Villa. It was much better than Sheffield United, uh, better than Arsenal. And realistically, uh, they haven't won the game, but they've got something to, to at least build on it and go forward. And confidence it's, is the name of the game. And um, they've got that to take to Everton. So I just think it was one of them where they had to get themselves together. They did. And I think there was a lot of fight out there. I really do. I think Fabian Schur, he summed it up, didn't he, by, you know, picking up a couple of injuries, but demanding to get back on the field. Um, there's a bit of an incident being reviewed with Rodrigo, which um, neither manager wanted to comment on. You know, everyone needs to, to have a look back at those replays. I haven't had a chance to look back at them myself um, but we'll see what, what comes of that um, but I, I just thought there was more fight in Newcastle tonight and uh, they'll definitely need that in the next few games hmm. A lot of people point out you know that Leeds um, had you know conceded 32 goals in the last few away games they hadn't won in the last three uh, you know for this calendar year um, and saying well Newcastle should have maybe done a little bit better but I guess in a way you've got to dilute that with the fact that Newcastle are in such a horrible run of form themselves. It's not just as easy as facing another side who are also on a bad run of form and picking up a win, is it? No, I mean, probably teams want to play Newcastle at the minute because they, they feel that there's three points up for grabs and so it's proved again tonight. Uh, you know, as I say, I was I was positive going into the game because I, th- I thought I had to turn the corner. Um they haven't quite been able to do it, but you know they almost got a point, which would have stopped the rot. And uh, it, it gets to the stage in a season when you're threatened with relegation, where you just feel like this is gone. And that was the case in 2009. It was they were gone with eight games to go, even when Shearer come in. Um, he came in too late with Rafa. It was very similar as well. You know, don't be fooled into thinking that it was a, a lucky escape because. They lost um, lost at Norwich, if you remember, lost at Southampton when they were dead on the knees. Newcastle haven't reached that stage yet. They've got 18 games to go. Um, they, but you look at that fixture list, some horrible games in there, so you can probably write off about five or six of them. So 
you know, we're not too far away from 2009 and 2016. They've got to to get a win and turn the corner and and keep hoping, you know, those results below them keep going their way. But they have to get points. You know, I've said they're not going to stay up on 19 points. They probably will stay up on about 34 points. So they've got quite a lot to do. Mm. William agreeing there, saying it felt like watching a different team that second half. Um, they were fighting for each other, he says. Penultimate question then, Lee. You mentioned Fabian Cher there, put in one of his best performances of late. A lot of questions saying, could he have played himself into a central midfield role going forward? Well, I think Newcastle tried that last season and the, they're so short on defenders that I would be surprised if, if he plays there in, in the next game or two. He's a centre-half at the end of the day and he's one that you, you like to have up your sleeve in terms of attacking because every now and again he brings the ball out of defence nearly scored tonight with a audacious volley and um, I just think that just keep him where he is Lascelles had a bit more confidence about him tonight also nearly scored uh, you just hope that you know the, the lads who are very close to fitness can get back and uh, Steve Bruce can, can play this strong team that he keeps talking about Mm, Lascelles had quite a few chances one deflected and hit the bar just finally then anything on Graham Jones do we expect him to maybe be in the dugout come uh, the game against Everton it looks that way I think he was in the stands tonight or in the director's box watching um, someone mentioned to me that he was he was here so he's arrived I don't know when maybe Newcastle might announce that tomorrow um, I'd don't know how much of a big thing they're going to make of it. I, I don't think you can really make too much of a big thing about a coach coming in. I, I think maybe it'd be interesting to see if he does actually do any club media, internal media, because at the end of the day, none of the other coaches have spoken uh, this season. So it would be strange if he did. Maybe they just want one voice and not that'll be Steve Bruce. But to be fair, Steve Bruce did seem in a lot better fettle after the game than he has not not too much, by the way, because he's been pretty down in the dumps, uh, as have the fans. But at the end of the day, uh, it seems slightly in better fettle. And it does, it does seem that this is the plan now going forward. So they're going to have to get on with it and, and get those points. Lee right there speaking to me after the defeat to Leeds United. I'm now going to bring in some audio from our footballer to Mark Douglas. We spoke before the game against Leeds, but there was plenty of stuff that we chatted about to do with Newcastle United off the pitch, including the club's decision to stop the media, the written media, from asking questions in the pre-match press conference ahead of the Leeds game. Of course, as Lee mentioned there in his piece, uh, the written press were allowed to ask questions once again after that game. But we'll get Mark's reaction on that decision and a lot more to do with Newcastle United. Let's just focus on first of all, all off the pitch. It's been another dramatic week at Newcastle United. Um, just your take on, on on the press conference yesterday and you know the fact that the written press weren't allowed to, to ask any questions. I mean, it was just um, fairly pathetic, I thought, really. Um, you know, obviously, I, look, the press conferences have been slightly different since COVID. Obviously, it used to be the case that they'd have um, several journalists there and, and everybody, had, you know, everybody would be able to go along. Now, it's, it's been a bit different since since COVID. So it's all been done over, over video. So it has been a little bit more difficult to do. But the decision taken last uh, yesterday, it was taken over the weekend, 
um, was basically, I think, I mean, we, we, we sort of presume there's been no official word from the club, but um, there was certain things that they feel there's been levels of disrespect towards the manager and um, they don't like the tone of some of the coverage. They don't like the balance of some of the coverage. And that's across all written media. They feel that some of the things that, that the manager has been said have been taken out of context or have been um, spun in a certain way. Um, but, you know, the, to be honest with you, I, I don't really agree with what they're saying. I think that the problem is Steve Bruce has said some things that, are, um, you know, he, they need to manage. I think they need to, he needs to manage what he says better than what he is doing. I don't think you can blame the press. Um, I know that they're not happy with some of the, the Chronicles coverage as well. Um, there was, that's one of those things. You tend to find these things happen when the team loses as well. Um, I just think it's totally counterproductive. It, it, it makes them look bad. It makes them look um, like they're blaming the press for the way that the things are going at the moment. You know, it makes the manager look bad as well, I think, because, you know, he's he's been in the game a long time. I don't think it's... I don't think it would be the first time he's been criticised. I don't think it would be the last time. Um, but it's the first time that I've ever known that Newcastle have banned written journalists from saying things. I think they think, well, this is our little, um, this is our little way of getting back at the media. If you don't like, you know, you don't, you're going to criticise us. Well, here, here's one of the things that we give you. It's, it's our goodwill. So you're not getting our goodwill anymore. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, it's, you know, it shows how, um, how little they understand about the process because the questions that are being asked are the questions that the fans are asking. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, the 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 televisual um, journalists do do a good job. You know, they do they do do a good job. It's a totally different job that they have to do from the one that we have to do. You know, they have to find short sound bites that will go on TV. The written journalists then get a chance to interrogate what's said. After that, they they get a chance to ask some of the questions that fans are being at, uh, ask us on Twitter. You know, the one thing that we always get after matches is ask the hard questions, ask him why he's done this, ask him why he's done that. Now, I don't think sometimes the manager likes those questions because he thinks they're disrespectful. But I've got news for you. That's what the fans are asking. It's what the fans are saying. Um, you know, I think they've got away with it a little bit this season as well because I tell you what, if they were serving up the performances that they've served up for the last six or seven games, um, you know, it would be worse than it was for Alan Pardew in that home game against Cardiff when he couldn't sit in the dugout. So um, I found it pretty pretty poor, to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't agree with it. Um, club decided to do it so um so what can we do you know they've got a right they might and they're obviously not happy with what, what we're writing you know they've got a right we we write what we feel about them they say what they feel about they say what they feel about us you know the manager had some pretty choice things to say about the chronicle on um over the uh over the weekend so that's up to him I, i'm not really interested in a battle against the manager it's not about that it's wanting the club to be the best it can be but and that means sometimes we're critical friends, and unfortunately at the moment it's, it's more criticism than it is praise because things just aren't going very well. And I don't think any of the performances of the last few weeks have been um, defensible, to be perfectly honest. So uh, really disappointing, but you know, um, kind of par for the course. It's not the first time we've been banned. It's not the first time um, these things happen. And uh, unfortunately, I kind of feel like it's um, it's just the, the way of the world these days. Um, I just wanted to bring this comment up, Mark, because you mentioned about the performance has been, been very poor. And, and Lee says, you know, uh, for those listening later on the podcast, Lee Harwood says, Toon fans wouldn't care about losing as long as we actually give it a go and go a team sitting back, letting them have the ball is so frustrating to watch week in, week out. 
what's the point in sitting back if we lose anyway? Just want to show the show. I just want to see some fight. And I think that last comment about showing some fight is exactly how most Newcastle United fans feel. They just want to see a bit of passion, a bit of fight within within the team on the pitch. Yeah, what what really frustrated me on Saturday uh, more than anything was you know the amount of times they just ambled around. They just they it, it, you know there's, there's there's a few things here. It looks like fight's gone out of them, which is which is the problem. But that that's a little bit it's difficult to, to it's difficult to kind of really um, categorize what fight is. You know, you just know it when you see it. You know. When they're when they're still playing for they're still playing um, and, and still playing for the manager, still trying to win a game, still trying to fight for every every 50-50 ball, even when they're losing. You know, you can see that. The bigger problem for me on Saturday was where was the plan? What were they? What was it that they were trying to do? Villa were just all over them on it. You know, they, Villa were doubling up on every uh, on every Newcastle player when they had the ball. Villa had um, were closing down the space better than Newcastle. Newcastle didn't seem to know who was who was playing in in um, who was who was meant to be um, supporting runs, who was meant to be filling the space, what they were meant to be doing off the ball when they didn't have it. I just didn't see any plan. Like who was you know, who was making the runs? Who was meant to be supporting Callum Wilson? You know why did they have Andy Carroll on up front and yet there was nobody there to um, to play balls into the box for him, which is obviously his his number one strength. Just doesn't seem to be a plan for Newcastle at the moment, and I, th- I completely agree with you with your last correspondent there. Look, if you if you talk these players down and you say, well, they can't do anything other than this passive thirty percent possession, um, sit off, let other teams attack them, and then try and nick nick something on the counter attack, then that's how they're going to play. You know, I know the, the, it sounds like the players are upset with the way that we're talking about them as well. They shouldn't be. We're not having a go at the players. I personally don't think it is the players who are to blame for this because I think it's the manager who is not setting up a plan to actually go and attack teams like Villa. And tonight is the night when he has to do it against Leeds. Leeds are Leeds are a high press team. We know that, but they're not a team. They're not a team that are going to um, that are going to overrun you playing the way that they are at the moment. Newcastle have to fight them. They have to go toe to toe with teams. They have to use their assets. Brian Fraser has a bit of pace. Um, Longstaff will run all day, but you've got to deploy the players in the right positions and give them a plan to work with. You can't just send the players out and say, we're going to play counter-attack, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's just not how it works. And I know they say it's disrespectful to say that, you know, tactically, um, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. I'm not saying that tactically he's got no idea, but I'm saying it looks like at the moment, the way the team are playing, that tactically they're at sixes and sevens. Mark Douglas there speaking to me before that Leeds game, but I feel what he said then is still relevant to the situation you cast United find themselves in. A survival fight. One good 45 minutes doesn't really remedy what we've seen over the past few months and it doesn't remedy the situation Newcastle find themselves in as we've said right at the start Steve Bruce for all the positives and all the words and all the you know sound bites needs to ensure that his team can build on what he saw tonight in that second 45 but otherwise it is just a 45 minutes in a long season which has been pretty dire from uh, Newcastle United fans to watch. And I don't think anyone's really enjoyed large parts of this season. So hopefully, though, they can build on 
what we saw tonight and they can get a win against Everton and kickstart their season. It's never too late and hopefully just push up that league, get survival sorted and the summer will come and what will be will be in those summer months. We will have a pre-match podcast ahead of that Everton game later in the week. But in the meantime, thanks for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. If you're on Apple, leave a star and leave a review. Uh, and why not share it with your Newcastle United support and friends and family? Uh, we do enjoy the support of you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>